There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. All right, everybody, we are back with our awesome friends from Western Connecticut State University softball. We have three different athletes joining us today for episode two of the Lead with Empower podcast mini series with Westcon softball. Um, excited to have uh, Liv, Bree, and Grace, three uh, student athlete members of the Westcon softball program. Ladies, how are we doing? How how's uh are you acclimating back to the the chilly northeast weather? How's everybody doing up 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 there in Danbury? Good. Yeah. Really good. It's definitely <laughs> colder over here. What's that? It's definitely colder over here. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and are are you settling back into the rhythm of like classes and all that type of stuff? Um, obviously you had a week or just about a week down south. Are are you getting back into the rhythm of school and being a student athlete? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Awesome. I wish awesome. We were still in Florida, though. What's that? I wish we were still in Florida. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> a little easier to throw in the, the little warmer temps. Um, yeah. But we're going to we're going to get everything, uh, get the episode started right here just um quickly and you can figure out the order. Um, But introduce yourselves. Tell everybody a little bit about, um you know, who you are, where you're from, what grade, what you're studying. And what position you play with the softball program? And, and Liv, you could start. I'm Liv. I'm an elementary education major, a pitcher, sophomore. I'm from Westchester, New York. Nice, nice. Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm a freshman. Um, I'm from Seymour, Connecticut, and I'm majoring in criminology, and I play uh, second base. Nice, awesome. I'm Brianna. I'm a sophomore. I'm from Long Island. I'm a utility player and I'm majoring in HPX. Awesome. How's uh, school year going well? How are the grades? Are we are we holding up the student at the student part of student athlete? As best we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a little bit off the topic, but just for anybody that's listening who is trying to balance that rhythm of playing a competitive sport at the college level and keeping up with the academics. How, how much of a challenge is that for you? And what are, what are some things that you, some, maybe some strategies that you use personally to help you just keep your head above water and try to thrive in both arenas, I guess, as they say. Definitely the biggest thing is like time management, like managing your time. I mean, a big thing that coaches always telling us is like after a practice or before a practice, like don't take a nap, like start studying, get your work done, like while you can. And definitely stay ahead of the game. Like, even though you have your work done for the day, you don't know, like, how many games you're going to have next week. So if you get that work done ahead of time, it's less stressful when it's actually due and all that. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Bree. And, and then for Liv and uh, Grace, any anything else that you might use for yourself to kind of just maintain a level of balance there? Um, For me, my freshman year, it was hard at first. But, like, you really just have to get used to, like, coming up with your own like way of managing everything and then it gets easier as it goes on 
Yeah, I would say, I mean, for me, so I, I played two sports. So this was oh, a big geez. adjustment. Yeah, I, I'm also on the swim team. This was a big adjustment for me, uh, time management-wise, because, you know, this whole year, I've kind of just been busy with athletics. And definitely to keep the student and student-athlete was a challenge for me. So, you know, and I'm also taking online classes. So that was new for me as well. I think that the most important thing is to be able to set aside time for me to be able to work on those classes. So even something as simple as like study halls and like really putting forth like my effort into those things, that definitely helps me to manage my time. Awesome. Awesome. So anybody listening, if you're a student athlete or anybody that's just multitasking, that idea of, of, you know, making you, making, you know, great use of your time, not necessarily taking that, that downtime in between meetings or in between practices or classes and just, you know, holding yourself accountable, getting the job done and staying on top of things. I love, I love that attitude of trying to get ahead of the game. So you're, you know, not letting the stress be, uh, you know, outrun you, outrace you. So um, we're going to start with Liv because we had our, our team building event almost a month ago and at the end of the program, your teammates voted you as the first winner of the leadership MVP award is what we'll call it here. And you got to be the first name on the, the MVP softball for the year. What, tell us a little bit about, and, and I, I know it's not like a cash prize, but it, um, based on our last conversation, um, that mentality of of honoring somebody for their effort and maybe their that, that behind the scenes stuff that doesn't show up in the stat book that was uh continued down on your trip to Florida what was it like being the first winner of that MVP ball and did it come to a surprise to you or was it something that you expected um I definitely did not expect it that way um it it feels good of like getting recognized by your teammates when you think like no one's watching you and like how you, your attitude is and like what you're doing to like lift your teammates up. But um, I also was the first person to get it twice in Florida too. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> That and that must have happened right after we uh, had our first episode because at that point when we recorded the first episode, there was not a repeat winner. Yeah, I got it like I think it was like in the middle of the Florida trip. Nice. It was like kind of towards the end. Awesome. I got it. Are you going for the three peat this week? How how are we how are we handling that? Um, hopefully. <laughs> so, and then um the. I, one of the biggest reasons why you won it the first time when we were all together was that you you maintained a level of kind of positive body language and positive, um, you know, uh, a mentality between the ears. Has that like sparked, you know, a more, uh, more momentum towards, Hey, even thing, even when things are maybe a little bit down or not going the way that we'd hope for things to go, especially you as a pitcher, right. You're kind of out there on your own. Has that helped you? That idea of like, yes, it's not happening, you know, not happening how I would ideally want it to happen. But if I get the slouch shoulders and the negative body language, it's only going to get worse. Has that helped you so far this season? It definitely has because my body language is like a big thing when I'm pitching. And half the time, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Even like, I won't be mad about something. It will still look like I have bad body language, but I think throughout Florida, when I played, I did have really good body language. And, like, ever since I got the MVP role, like, it's really helped. And 
usually like if something goes wrong like in the field like you could tell like if I'm mad but like I really like kept it together and like had good body language while pitching that's great. And that's great to hear because, you know, as, as you know, on the mound, it's, it's a, a leadership responsibility. If someone kicks a ball behind you or something like that, like, yes, obviously everybody's going to be upset, but you know, negative body language is just going to pile on that person versus like, Hey, chin up, let's get them on the next one. And I think that attitude just helps everybody continue to get better and better as opposed to, you know, almost add more stress. Like, God, I don't want the ball hit to me again. Cause I might kick it again. So that's, that's good. That's helping so far. And I hope it's something that carries with you throughout the rest of the season. Um, I know Ron's going to ask you a couple questions about the, the return to Connecticut. So I'm going to shut up and turn it over to Ron. <laughs> all right. All right. So how are we doing today? Good. How are you? So, you're doing well. You know how, you know how I get all motivated. I'm trying to you know, <laughs> level out, keep it low. Um, but in regards to like uh, a trip, you know, we go to like you went down to Florida and I know every time we go on a trip, we always go down with this baggage. We got two suitcases and sometimes we go down and we leave stuff there. And then oftentimes we come back with more than what we brought down to Florida or any other trip you're going to. In regards to leadership, was that something that you took down there to Florida um, that you said, you know what, I'm going to take this mentality to this concept. I'm going to take this down to Florida. And was that something that you left back at Florida that you maybe should have brought back with you uh, to the program and to your teammates? Anybody can jump in or, you know. I think we all definitely went down there with a positive mindset. We were like, you know, every game we have to be on the fences, cheering each other on, having each other's back. And I think that we did bring that back, even like in our, we only had like a couple practices since being back, but when we're throwing, we're a lot more energized. Like we're a lot more into it and cheering each other on. So I think that's something that we tested out in Florida and definitely brought back. Okay. Uh, just moving right along. Is there anything that, um, that stood out that you said, you know what, that's when everything clicked. Everything that we talked about um, in Connecticut and everything that we talked about in Florida, this was that it. Did, it. did you see anything like that that like, you know, motivated you or inspired you to do better or put, put forth a better effort? Um, I don't wanna go. Sure. I, so, you know, there was a few games in Florida where like we as a team were like able to come back when we were losing. Um, and I'm a freshman, so I wasn't here last year, but, um, to a, a lot of players and the coaches as well, like the team last year didn't always do that. Like it was very hard for, you know, the team to be able to come back after losing and then win the game or come back and just to put up a good fight. And I think that that speaks a lot of character and the team, you know, and, and cause everybody has to put that forth, you know, you can't, you can't come back because one person has a positive mindset. You come back because everybody collectively is able to work together to, you know, before the good fight. Yeah. And it feels good when our team does come back after being down by a few runs. Like we played one game, I was pitching and it was four, nothing. And we went into extra innings, the eighth inning, and we came back and won it. And it felt good winning it because we all thought like, like it doesn't feel good like losing and like that was like a really big win i think i i, I mean, it's really i don't expect nothing less from this team <laughs> I, again I, I i'm already trying to you know size my ring finger up you know so i can be on board the championship <laughs> ring if you guys have to on. uh just speaking into existence um but my, the, my last question would be this right here and, and grace kind of stole my thunder um i know that you had dropped two games 
um, I wouldn't say lost. You dropped two games, but you rebounded back. Um, can you tell me? I, can you tell me elaborate more on that process in regards to you know we're down, but guess what? We're not out of the fight. Oh. Anybody? Oh. Any, anyone can jump in. It doesn't matter. Um, I think that that usually has to come from with like, you know, why are you here? You know, you have to like ask yourself this question is this like, you know, are you here to like phone it in? And when things are hard, like you could just, you know, quit early because it's easier than, you know, putting forth everything that you have. And I think that, you know, over the course of just, you know, Florida itself, you know, everybody's tired. Everybody, you know, could have their off days, but the fact that everybody was able to push to their limit and be like, yeah, this is why I want to be here. I want to win, not for just myself, but for the team. I think another big part of it was people getting their job done. Like, especially when you're losing, like you start to look at, all right, what do we need to do to get these runs back to win this game? And it starts like with every single person, like the pitchers like need to hold their ground, the defense needs to hold their ground and the hitters need to string hits together. And I think that's where like, we were like thinking about it and then we did it. Right. And that's a huge to jump in there. I mean, so I forget who said, who said it, but it's not about like one person having that positive mentality because you just said you got to string the hits together. The pitchers have to do their part. The defense has to stay in the game and stay focused. If one of those pieces is missing, the likelihood of the comeback turning into a victory versus a one or two run loss where you get close, you just don't quite get there. The likelihood of the comeback goes away when there's less people engaged in that, you know, that positive mentality that, hey, we're in the fight until the last outs made. I'm, I'm starting to hear I'm starting to hear it again, Dan, in regards to um, role clarity. We identify that at, at the program itself, but also to that that we mentality um, that the previous students have talked about. Can we elaborate on that, Dan? I know you, you want to talk about talk about that in regards to them coming together. Yeah, no, I think, you know, when you take a trip like that, you know, there's great experiences. And we talked in the last episode about like just the ups and downs. If you lose the first end of a double header, you know, staying in the game. So you got a shot to, to take down the second game. Um, if you had to not necessarily related to softball, but just how you all are functioning together as a unit of 20 college athletes, um, what was something that happened down in Florida that you want to keep with you? You have another, probably what, two, two months of the season or a little less than two months and especially like division play coming up. Right. So that, that, that important part of your schedule, what's something that happened down there that you feel like, Hey, if we keep on doing this, we're going to set ourselves up to be the best program that we can be this year. Um, I think it's for me, I think it's having each other's backs. Like um, if say like grace or Bray were to, like make an error, like I I wouldn't get mad. Like I'll turn around and be like, I got you on the next one if I'm pitching or like um yeah. I I think another one like game like is definitely like coming out of the dugout like ready to go. Like and especially like we played one team and they came out and immediately with the first two batters already had a runner on like first and then they already moved them over to second. It was like, we have to come out like that and not flat. Yeah. Instead of doing it all in like the last couple of innings. That's great. No. And then if you had to identify, and again, without, 
you know, necessarily throwing any, anybody under the bus or, you know, any of your teammates under the bus because that those tough conversations should be happening, but not necessarily out for public consumption. If, if there was something that you could identify that, hey, we maybe missed the mark down in Florida or we have some room to improve in this, like what's that one thing or two things maybe, you know, with regards to the focus and the intensity and how you really hold yourselves and hold each other accountable. What's that one or two things that you feel like, Hey, we have some room to grow. That if we do that, we're going to have you know the best year that we could possibly have. I think that um, definitely kind of like what uh, we were saying before, but like playing down, like playing down at a level. That's not really how we usually play. Um, you know, we will go into like a game thinking that this is going to be easy. And some people, you know, are just like, okay, you know, I don't have to work as hard as I usually do, but then it comes back to like bite you. And then you end up down runs. And I think that's something collectively we as a whole team need to work on. It's just playing at your best, no matter who you're against, even if you think you're going to walk all over them. Great. Great. Um, what do we have coming up? So we're recording this episode on Friday. It's going to um, be out for public consumption on uh, Tuesday, the 28th of March. What's the schedule look like um, next week for you all? Do we have any games on the docket? Um, what, what do we have coming up for Wisconsin softball? Um, we have practice for the next week and then next weekend, on Friday, we're traveling to Southern Maine and sleeping there and then playing them on Saturday. And then we come home and on Sunday, we play at Manhattanville. And then, so another, it's basically a week of practice in front of you. What, what do you hope the team does over the course of that week of practice? Like, what do you, what are you looking for you and your teammates to, to show one another? Cause you know, as you all know, and we, we, something we discussed during the program, kind of the better you prepare for something the more likely you are to achieve success in that thing that you're preparing for. What are you hoping to accomplish over the next week in practice to make sure that you're ready for that tri those couple trips coming up? Our big thing was improving on the things that we uh, found in Florida that we need to improve on. So like our base running and then like, just like personal problems, like me dropping my hands, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. The next uh, guest from Westcon is going to be Coach Stone, and uh, Coach Stone will be on with us in a couple weeks. You know, Coach, just about you know better than Ron and I. We've only had you know a couple interactions with her over the over the past few years. Um, if you could kind of put yourself in her spot as the head coach, like what do you? What do you think she's going to say about how things are going so far? You know, what's, you know, from Coach Stone's perspective, uh, a, a plus and a minus maybe for the team so far this year? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the heater saved it for last. <laughs> I need to think. <laughs> Take your time. I think the negative would be having 100% of the team giving it their all in like every aspect all the time. I think sometimes we hit those bumps where it's like not everyone on the team is on in the same boat. Yeah, she's really big on like discipline. And that's something that she said she's used a lot of times like, oh, this team has a lack of discipline. Um, and that's something that obviously like we're striving to like work on. But I would say if she was here, that's one thing she would say. Or maybe even like 
like our team kind of struggles sometimes with focusing and like checking out like halfway through the game and like not cheering as loud as we were in the beginning of the game. So I think that's like something she would say because like some of us like kind of like just sit there and like don't really like aren't like into the game. And I'm going to turn it over to Ron in a second because I know he has a, a question to, uh, to wrap things up. But, you know, you touched on some of the things that Coach Stone would hope, you know, that you improved upon. What about some uh, some positives that Coach Stone might share about how things have gone so far? I think she would, like, say that our team is, like, coming together because last year our team was very new. Like, we've obviously never, like, all played together. And we have a big sophomore class, so most of our team is, like, the sophomores, me and Breeze Creed, and, like, I think based off of last year, our team, like, our chemistry is, like, way better, and, like, we're all, like, coming together, and, like, we've been doing, like, really good, and, like, our team, hopefully, I expect to win the LACs. There you go. <laughs> I think we all do, but, um, yeah, I think we can do it. Great. I think she would also say, like, the work that we did put in, because before Florida, we basically practiced for like a month straight. Yeah. And I think it showed in Florida that like that we did work hard and we did like do the things we needed to because it showed in our Florida results. So, yeah, I think our hard work definitely paid off in Florida. Great. Like, there were some things that we that should have won, but like based off of last year, our record was way better in Florida. And it was Great. our first time playing like this year, so we're, like I, I, we should be like like we're gonna get better as the games go on. I think. Awesome. <laughs> uh, just hypothetically speaking, here, I'm I'm a senior in I'm a senior in high school, and you know what I you know WestCon is one of those softball teams I would like to join, but also too is two others. Um, that I'm thinking about joining as well. Sell me on why any high school senior would want to join your team. I think this a big thing about Westcon softball is that like we are a family, and also just like the whole philosophy behind it. Like it's not just about softball; it's about growing as like a person, as a student, like what you're going to do in the future, and. Coach Joan does like put that into a lot of like softball things. Like she'll be like, well, you have to be on time for practice because you can't be late to your job in the future. So it's just like preparing you, like not just to like do well in college, but also like for life. So I think that's like a big one. Yeah, I agree with Bray. Coach Joan's very big on like growing, us growing as a person, like outside of softball too. Like she's not just all about softball. She wants us to, be better as a person for like the future when we graduate and we're not playing softball anymore. And I also think like a big thing that like, you know, would definitely stand out is like Coach Stone's very like, she thinks strongly about like your attitude and your effort, you know, and you can't just, you know, talent comes with that too. But at this point as a collegiate athlete, like you have to be able to have a good attitude and good effort to be able to put the whole package together, right? And that's something that you might not find at other teams because you may be held way less accountable as you would be on this team to be able to have that package so that you will, like everyone said, be successful in life. 
And Coach Stone like cares about all of us, and she does put all of us before herself. Like she would do anything for us. And yeah, no, and that's what I, you know, we like work with a lot of different groups and a lot of different uh, clients, and um, you know, just from the first time I worked with you know the Wisconsin softball program and Coach Stone in 2020 to our most recent engagement together right out of the gate. It was all about like trusting the process of being disciplined, of being prepared, of being in uniform. And those little things are, you know, I don't know, to me from, from an outside looking in, like, how do I know I can trust a teammate? Well, I know I can trust a teammate if they're when they're where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, they have what they're supposed to have. Um, they're putting forth the effort that, um, they need to put forth in the situation. Um, and when, when you talk about the, you know, the word family is thrown around, you know, having each other's back, um, you know, the, the excitement of possibly just continuing to get better and better over the course of the season. Um, that's not going to happen just because you show up, right. It's going to happen because you show up with purpose and you show up with intensity and you're, and you're, you know, you're ready, you know, before inning one even begins, you don't let that like a, a two inning, like <laughs> nap time happen. Like, Oh damn, we're in the third inning. What are we going to do? So I'm glad to hear that you all are talking about that. And that's part of the routine. Um, because if you just continue to build on that and build on that, you're going, you're going to build almost an unstoppable momentum over the course of the year. Um, the last question I have for you, cause we're getting close to the tail end right here. Um, you mentioned having each other's back was something that was a, a strong positive from the trip in Florida. Um, one of the things that we talked about during our team building program about a month ago was sometimes having your teammates back means having a tough conversation, right? If Ron C and Ron and I work together, if Ron sees me slacking in a, in a certain regard, if Ron doesn't say anything to me, uh, for fear of like ruining a friendship or a relationship, is he truly having my back? You know what I mean? Is he tr tr truly trying to help me become the best um, that I can become and, um, and empowers, you know, sake help and empower be the best that I could become. Have you had moments? And again, without getting into details, like I talked to so-and-so about this, but have you had moments where you've had to kind of deal with that maybe short-term discomfort of having a tough conversation with a teammate knowing that it's going to pay long-term benefits. Have you had that come up so far this season? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I think we, well, this is not like a specific example, but I think we do hold each other accountable and try to make each other better. Like Brie will say to me, like at softball, like your body language, not recently, she hasn't said, but she does say that to me. And like, I don't, sit there and get mad at her like I just I'm I like know she's looking out for me because I even said to her one time I was like I'm not even mad about anything and she was like I know but I don't think you realize that you're like doing it <laughs> so yeah, it, I think, yeah go ahead sorry definitely like a small like if it has to be like a big conversation I think the most common thing on our team is like the piece of, the people closest to you come to you to talk about it because they're like most comfortable about it but like just like the small things I think we're pretty good at like if someone's just not doing the right thing at practice and you're like oh like you know like do this instead like this is what we're supposed to be doing like no one really takes it too much to heart yeah 
No, that's great. And that's, you know, the, the cliches out there about, you know, steel, star, steel, sharp and steel. And, and, you know, if you, if you can't push each other to be great, you know, you're pretty much limiting how great the team could be. Um, and I'm glad again, those little moments of discomfort, if someone is truly bought into being the best athlete and the best teammate they could be, those tough conversations aren't going to be taken personally because they're going to be attacked with that mindset of, Hey, I'm going to help you better because I'm going to help you become better because I know you're going to help me become better when it's time for you to call my number. So glad to, glad to hear that you're having those tough conversations when necessary. And hopefully over the course of the year, the need to have those conversations kind of dwindles because everybody's really bought into the process. Awesome. Well, this was Liv, Bree, and Grace from Westcon Softball joining Ron and I on the Lead with Empower podcast. Uh, we're super excited. Checked out the schedule. It looks like you have a couple local games, maybe not in a couple weeks, but I think after that, there's one out, uh, up in Hartford at St. Joe's. And then I know there's a, a, a weekend maybe out in Danbury, but uh, we're looking forward to making the trip either to Hartford or Danbury to check you all out. And, uh, you know, hopefully this week of preparation is taken seriously because you know, the better you prepare this week, the better you're going to do in those next sets of games that you have coming up, but really appreciate the three of you taking time out of your busy schedule and, um, and talking with us and giving everybody an update on how things are going for you and just encourage you to keep on, you know, those little things that seem tough are just going to pay off in the long run. So encourage you to keep on, keep on that attitude of, of pushing each other to be the best that you can be. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ladies and gents, that was Liv, Bree and Grace from the Westcon softball program. They are out there kicking ass, taking numbers, Looking forward to seeing their successes over the course of the year. Ladies, thank you so much for joining Ron and I. Hope you have a great rest of the week and weekend and an awesome week of practice. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon. Great leadership may look and sound different. However, there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead. They do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them. And they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy.